Hey, this is Matt from The Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for what? October the 4th. Oh my goodness. Did you see that kick? I kicked it. Bonus for Matt. That's your free bonus today, okay? Hey, today we're going to be in Jeremiah's writings, okay? Chapter 32, verse 27. It's begging the question, okay? It's asking you the question, wherever you're sitting around the world. It's asking you the question, is there anything too hard for God, okay? What's the answer to that question? It depends who your God is. Listen, it depends who you believe God is, okay? If you serve my God, there is absolutely nothing too hard for him, okay, to do, okay? And we're really asking it regarding us. Is there anything that he can't do in my life? And the answer is no. But if you're serving a false God, a false deity, a false belief system, yeah, your God can't do anything. You can pray till you're blue in the face. You can cut yourself like those false prophets, false prophets on the Mount Carmel. They're cutting themselves and doing the crazy dance, trying to get fire to come down to burn up their sacrifice with Elijah. And Elijah's mocking them. Elijah's just absolutely making fun of them because why they were serving false gods they were serving the gods of the Baals and the Asherahs okay and Moloch and there's no power okay what's behind them demon entities okay but you and I we serve the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the great I am Yeshua the bright and morning star I serve Jesus Christ and I'm proud to proclaim it around the world baby listen is there anything too hard for my God no He's showed up and showed out so many times in my life. It's not even funny. He's got it on. He's got it down. Well, there was no way. He kicked down the door, busted down the wall, moved the mountain, separated the seat to the left and to the right. And I am a living testament of the miracles that have taken place in my life. You're like, Matt, you haven't even read the text yet. And you're getting so excited. I'm excited because my God's awesome. He is, he's God. Hoo-ah! Guys, you're like, man, have you calmed down? Yeah. Did, did you get a cup of coffee? Oh, I wish I had a cup of coffee out here because that would be live. We, You and I, we'd be getting crazy with the Word of God if I had any more coffee. Hey, like, today, again, we're in Jeremiah 32, 27. It reads like this. I love this text. I absolutely love this text because of the words and how it impacts me because of my relationship with God. He says, I am the Lord. Yes, you are the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? No, Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. How do I know that? Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, okay? He's proven himself true. God is trustworthy. All of your life, God is trying to prove one thing to you over and over and over again, that you can believe him, that you can trust him, that you can have faith in him. He will never fail you. He goes so far to say, I'm not going to fail you. I won't even forsake you. No matter how much crap and garbage you get yourself in, I'm always there. Now, does God want you to do that? No. But when you cry out to him, he's able to get you out of it. Listen very carefully. Have you ever heard the statement, expect great things from God? attempt great things for God. And you're like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that, Matt. Do you know who it is that quoted that? Who said that? Guy by the name of William Carey, okay? Who was the missionary, okay, that had a vision to reach the whole world? I mean, this guy, he didn't have, look, look, he had like a fourth grade education, okay? And and he goes to all these churches and says, God's put this burden on me. Where to go? Where to do all these things? We got to reach the world for Christ, okay? And they said, if God 
wants to reach the world for Christ, he'll send, he'll send someone else besides you, William. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of when David went to visit his brothers. You know what I'm saying? And he was bringing cheese and bread and all these things. And his brother says, why aren't you with your few sheep, David? Okay, listen. People will always belittle you, okay? Because God has chosen you. Realize this. God's given you a dream. He's given you a vision. He's given you a desire. He's put that purpose in your heart. He's grounded it down. You know it's God. You just don't know how it's going to happen. And you're like, Matt, do you know how it's going to happen? Oh, I absolutely know how it's going to happen. How's it going to happen, Matt? Him! That's how it's going to happen. God! Okay? So God has done this great thing in William Carey's heart. He wants to go around the world. and So every person, every nation, every Con every tribe, every people base hears about Christ. And again, he's fighting the people who should be lifting them up, promoting them, helping them, encouraging them. He's fighting those cats. Why? Because they're not where they need to be with Christ. They have a false belief system. They are professing something that they're not possessing. William Carey was the what? He was the real deal. He wanted to go out and do it. And guess what? He did. Watch this. He lived in an era, in a time where, where he wasn't even thought of going to the whole world. Are you kidding me? I mean, you and I have the internet. We have, we have cell, I mean, we have every technology known to man right now. It wasn't like that in the 1800s, okay? Uh, William Carey had a vision, a dream, okay, of what God placed in his heart. He wanted to go out and do it, and he did it. I mean, even though these naysayers and friends, listen very carefully, this is a free one. This is your tip of the day. You're like, Matt, where's the tip of the day? I've given you the tip of the day. You will always have naysayers in your life, slingers, okay, who are going to try to stop you in what God has told you to do. And you're like, slingers, what's that? Well, listen, in the Old Testament, okay, when you were going to war, what they would do is when they were conquering a land, they would fill the wells with rocks and the ground, all the ground and that fertile plains that you would be planting. They would throw thousands, hundreds of thousands of rocks in the wells, clog them up and ruin the agriculture. So if you ever did come back to that land to plant, to get water, it was an uninhabitable. You, you, it just what you couldn't do anything with it. It was to teach you a lesson as a hostile nation against Israel, okay? But you will always have these types of people in your life. These people, I've been around them my whole life. Why? God didn't give them the vision. God gave you the vision, okay? All they know is your mistakes, the blunders you've done in life, the train crash. They've seen your life its entirety. A lot of times these people are a family or a best friend, someone that knows us, but they don't realize. Watch this, folks. They don't realize this. The God got me here when I was rough, when I was doing stupid stuff, when I was stupid, okay? But I'm no longer there. I'm over here. But those people in our lives, they always, they always think, Matt's here, okay? But they don't know God. I am not the same as I was yesterday. I'm a new creature in Christ. God has done a new thing in my heart. I've gone a new direction. But let me tell you this, that's where they are. Their relationship isn't where they need to be with God, but they don't understand. And because of that, they don't understand the miracles and the work, okay? And the sanctification process that God's done in and through me. What He's done and how He's changed me, okay? I got a purpose. I got a vision. I got a dream. It came from Him. It will be established because that which God decrees is going to come to pass. Just like it was with Moses, it will be with you and I. They told William Carey, no. Your formal education ended at 12. You haven't been schooled. You aren't smart enough.
Give me a break. That's, that's hogwash. Give me a break. If God before me, who can be against me, okay? Are you telling me that the creator of the universe, the sovereign, the potentate, if he's told me to do something, he's not going to finish the work that he's called me into? Oh, you naysayers, you slingers, you low lives, okay? Get right with God and repent before he calls you up and you stand in defiance of him and you find yourself opening your eyes in hell. Ah! You don't want that. I don't want that. Get right with God. William Carey did it. He went over there. Did he have, was everything smooth sailing, ease, comfort, and pleasure? Oh, no. He's fighting the caste system. He lost his wife, okay? He lost his two children to sickness, okay? He's, he had this, look at this. Look at the vision he had. He builds this printing plant. You're like, a printing plant in the middle of India? Why? Because he's printing the word of God into all the different languages around Asia Minor. Are you with me on this? How many languages? 34 languages. The plant burned down. It's just like you and I. God's called us to something. Is it going to be perfect to get to there? No, but we're going to get to the goal, to the purpose that God's called us to. It's not smooth sailing. Why? Because it's warfare. I'm fighting people and I'm fighting demonic powers, okay? There's strongholds all around me, okay? The enemy does not want you and I to succeed. But we can do nothing but succeed when we're resting in Christ. William Carey, he succeeded. Guys, what did William Carey say? Do you remember? Do you remember what he said? He says you're to expect great things from God. And then you're to go and attempt the great things that God has put on your heart. Now, I didn't say that you put on your heart, buddy. That God has placed within you. He says you're to expect God to do mighty things in your life and for you. And you're to attempt great things that can't be done. Friends, I I've noticed this in my life. If God's asking me to do something that I can do, it's normally not God. Because I'll tell you what, when God asks me to do something, I look at that mountain and I'm like, are you kidding me? That that's Mount Everest. That's K2. There ain't no way, Lord. And God says, you're right. There is no way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'll do it. You see what I'm saying? He's going to put, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's so funny, the things that God asks us to do, because it just blows your mind apart. You're like, no way, God, I can't do that. I don't want to do it. I'm not qualified for it. Are you kidding me? I'm, oh, no, 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 no. God says, yes, so it will be established. It will be done. You will get the benefit. You will get the reward. You will be in Christ. And when it's all said and done, you're in the man cave, baby. You're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Expect great things from God. I want you to attempt great things from God. William Carey's education stopped when he was 12. Do you Watch this. The, the people in the church, he says, William Carey, you need to go to the university. You need to go to the seminary. Oh, you know what William Carey did? He established a university. He built a college. Are you kidding me? I wonder if he had their little honorary piece of paper that says, I can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He didn't need it. Why? Because he had the spirit of the God resting upon him, and he had that anointing that's like nothing else. Can I tell you this about William Carey? Despite the personal cost to his personal life, he never gave in and he never gave out. He pushed through to the goal that God had placed in his heart. Was it hard? Absolutely. When you're losing family members, when your whole livelihood is burnt up, when your dreams seem to be in ashes, you think that's hard? Absolutely. But did he give up? He established himself. He grounded himself. And who? In Christ. And he kept pushing forward. Did he succeed? 
see, there isn't a church, seminary, Bible college that doesn't know William Carey, doesn't know those things that he's spoken, those golden nuggets that came from his mouth because he was in Christ and the Lord was using them as a conduit to flow in and through him onto the nations, the people, and the tribes. People gave their lives to the Lord because of one man. Is that one man you today? Look at me. Is God going to use you in a similar way? And you're like, I don't know. I do. I absolutely know. I, you're like, I don't know, Matt. Oh, I know. I know. You want to ask me? Matt, is God going to use me? Absolutely yes. God's going to use you in ways that are going to blow my mind apart. One day, we're going to hook up in heaven. And, and you're going to say, Matt, you know, I was watching the man cave. And you encouraged me to do the things that God put in my heart. Not me, but God. And I moved forward. And as I took a step, God was with me. As I took two steps, God was with me. As I didn't know how, God showed me how. As I didn't believe, He gave me the, the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when I was weak in my belief, what did I do? I peeled back the cover of that big fat King James Bible and I got the written word, the logos, the scriptures into me strengthened, strong, mighty in him, not in myself are you a William Carey? are you going to do it? the answer is you are you are absolutely going to do great things for almighty God and I want you to know that Matt in the man cave is so proud of you you and me can have hamburgers and pizza and chicken anytime you want because you're always welcome here because you are a conqueror in Christ. Woo-wah! I love it, baby. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.